Hey hipsters, welcome back to Bohemian Hipster Podcast, season one, episode eight. And today's topic is all about depression and anxiety in the black community. There's a negative stigma surrounding mental health. Instead of seeking professional help for conditions such as depression and anxiety, many in our community resort to self-medication from drugs, opiates, alcohol, etc., or isolation to solve their problems on their own. This issue of masking pain is especially amongst Black men and women. Being of African descent, we grew up in a culture that tells us men are not supposed to cry. Women are supposed to be strong and master pain, that we should deal with our problems on our own. This only enforces the idea that it's not okay for us to say we are hurting inside. I have spoken to countless of people, from friends, family members, even perfect strangers, who out of fear of being labeled as weak or less than a man or a broken woman, do not want to acknowledge or vocalize any of their pain. This is also true for me as well, I'm not gonna lie, as there have been moments in my life when I was afraid of sharing my true emotional state of mind with a close friends and family member. So today, me and my co-host Dante are going to open up a little bit about our own very depression and anxiety and our experiences with the disease and also our coping methods to overcome them. So stay tuned. Hipsters, it's your host Giselle Cartiz and the Dante. Hey, hey, to our returning listeners, welcome back. We definitely appreciate all the love and the support from you guys. And if you are a new oh. listener, just tuning in, welcome to one of the dopest fucking podcasts you're ever going to experience since 2020. There we go. Today, we're going to be talking about depression and anxiety in the Black community and basically what uh, the phrase means to us and just different coping methods that we can use um, to come out of that dark place. Um, so, Tay, um, when you hear the phrase depression and anxiety, what does this speak to you? Well, I think of pain, I associate it with loss. Um, nothing good but most importantly i think of healing because i think that's the most important part of it i agree um for me i would say um definitely healing um definitely coming out of a hard place come out i like that word come out of it yes yes in the universe do you y'all hear this okay um, me personally, I have seen um, a lot of depression and anxiety my entire life from family members and just people around me. And that's why I wanted us to talk about this topic um, because a lot of people don't realize um, that they are depressed or dealing with anxiety, especially growing up in a black, in a, you know, especially growing up in the black community. We're taught to be strong. We're taught to be uh, deal with it right <laughs> thank you just to deal with it and we don't really acknowledge or realize the extent of 
pain that we carry on our backs. Um, and I, just as I get older, I observe a lot of different things. And I observe that the people that we look up to, from grandmothers, from aunts to uncles, the cousins, whatever, a lot of them are hurt. And it just, it's just passed down from generations to generations to generations. And I feel like this topic, it, it goes into so many different um, fields and genres of how we can explain it. So I wanted to talk about um, some experiences in my life. So like for me, I didn't know I was depressed for a long time. I thought I was like, hey, I'm just going through something. I bounce back or whatever. But when it became days I didn't want to get out of bed, I didn't want to answer my phone or talk to people. I knew something wasn't right then. Um, and then life just kept happening over and over and over again. Um, but for me, I got diagnosed with cancer uh, last year in 2019, in, was it, in September. Um, that kind of <laughs> rearranged my whole world because I was so close to death's door. And for me, I had put on the front to everybody that I was okay. Well, behind closed doors, I cried every single day because it's like, damn, what the fuck? Why me? Like, <laughs> it's just like a, you know what I'm saying? Like, is, is it like a hard pill to swallow? Not a, That's hard, it. not a hard pill to swallow, more so, bitch, why is this happening to me? Why why me? So, most like a why me than a hard pill to swallow. Um, then after that, um, fast forward. Three months later, my aunt was on her deathbed. Then I watched her pass away, basically. I watched her- From cancer. Basically die, yes, from cancer. While I'm battling my own cancer. <laughs> then you fast forward to later on this year, which is with October, like mid-October, my other aunt, my mom's sister, she dies from congestive heart failure. So for me, the last two years have been um definitely a whirlwind of a shit show <laughs> but for me um i had to feel those emotions and you know it's crazy some people tell me you gotta be strong and they didn't tell me to be strong for me they told me to be strong for somebody else and i realized um no i'm gonna break this generational curse like no i'm gonna feel those emotions i'm gonna feel those pain yes i'm angry i'm mad i'm sad i'm all that shit don't tell me how I should grieve. Everybody grieves differently. Everybody um, handles things differently. So what may work for you and the next person may not work for you. Was I depressed? Hell yeah, I was depressed. Because um, it was something fairly new to me. I never really dealt with death um, until recently, honestly. I did it with so much back to back to back. Um, some days I'm, I was mean, I was nice, you know, so I had to be a bitch, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, um, people didn't understand if I was being a bitch or people didn't understand if I didn't want to be bothered or they, they, took, they took offense to it, but not knowing or understanding, okay, I'm going through something mentally. Um, it's just a lot of, you know, pain that I'm feeling, I'm trying not to feel, but I had to feel those that pain. Um, and right then and there, I had to realize, um, for me, 
I'm the kind of person, I'm a, I'm a Libra. So like I said, I'm a very emotional being. I have to feel those emotions and I have to feel that pain in order for me to heal. Now, one thing about me that I can honestly say, whatever I go through, I never stay there. <laughs> and I'm one of those people, I definitely believe um, death is a part of life. No one is going to be here forever. It's easier said than done, you know, especially when you love someone, you care about someone deeply. I was close to my, both my aunts, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very close to them. Um, but I had to understand the logic of God's plan, <laughs> as hard as that is. Um, but I fell into a dark, dark place. And I honestly, I don't think I ever told anyone this. I fell into a dark place. Um, because at first I wasn't feeling those emotions. I was doing what I was taught. <laughs> you know, that's one of the awful things about depression. Like, can't, don't nobody feel it but you. Like, yeah, exactly. they may see your energy or feel your energy, but that pain and that hurt and that darkness that you're at during that time is only felt by you. Like, exactly. You can't tell me how to feel. You can't. You can't tell anyone how to, how to grieve. Things. Exactly. Everyone is different. And I think, um, just from my experience in my life, from people, family, and just certain things like that, like people are very selfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, naturally. I, they they don't even mean to. I don't think they, they, they don't. Know, like, that's, that's, we're that's all the guy. selfish. That's we're, the guy. But we're selfish too, you know? That's like, the you know, <laughs> we might not even think we are, feel like, you know, I'm such a generous person and all this shit. And we can be all that, but at the same time, there's a part of us in this human being body that we embody that has a selfish strand period you know what i mean like at the end of the day you're not about to just lose 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 like you're gonna gain something you think of yourself yeah. and to be selfish is not a bad thing because like i've actually learned to embrace masks for so long i was taken advantage of and dragging like under people foot because like i was allowing these people to do this not thinking of myself you know what mm -hmm. i mean so sometimes you have to put yourself first and be selfish. It's not a bad thing, but don't be overly selfish. It's like I say selfish. Am I? I say selfish because um, when people, <laughs> I say selfish because everyone feels that they go through stuff, and sometimes people will um, say that 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 their pain is uh, more pain than the next person's pain. So they don't really care to, okay, but we, we're going through the same pain. Let's uplift each other. No. Um, from where I come from, the people that has pain um, is like, because I'm, I'm hurting too. So it's like, fuck your hurt. Instead of saying, okay, well, let's let's heal together. Let's, you know, let's um, mourn together. You know what I'm saying? It's more so like, right. okay, my pain overshadows your pain. So, you know, fuck your pain because, you know, I've, I've either been through this or I'm going through it now instead of it. That's, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Um, no, I can kind of relate because that's like um, when my sister passed away mm -hmm. and, you know, me, my whole family, we grieved, but we grieved differently. You feel me? Mind you, me and my sister was like, and we were the closest. Like, my, she, she suffered from depression for a long time. Like, that actually would end up taking her out. But um, 
Like a lot of people just gave up on her. They just wiped their hands. She filmed but the whole time until the fucking last day. Mm-hmm. I was I stuck by my sister's side. And then mm-hmm. like she passed away or whatever, like people were really, really hurt. Like, like for instance, my mom, but like she was really, really hurt. You know what I mean? That's her child though. I can't I can't imagine how she could feel. I can't tell her how to grieve. But like me, I was partying, like I was getting drunk every day. I wanted to see, I was trying to be strong for everybody else. Even though I was like, I was hurt, but I wasn't hurt because I felt like, you know, um, she just, she, 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 she couldn't handle it. She had suffered with depression for seven years. My cousin died when they, it's, okay, we gotta say this all the way back to the beginning. So, you know Chantel, but our listeners don't. So, um, my sister Chantel, Chantel Boone, Chantel Boone, Boone, motherfucking Ace Lady Red, <laughs> Lady Red. You know what I mean? Like she raised me. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, my mom, she was a single mother. I mean, I had a stepfather, but he was just an income for real, for real. And my mom was always at work too. Like we had a a, a decent life, you know, but was very middle, very much middle class. And my older sister basically had to step in and play mom for the most part whatever like um my mom has a sister and um they had a door she got a daughter named shannon and chantelle and shannon was really really tight so they went to they went to college together they did everything together prom vacations everything that they did together so that was like chantelle only real friend and um one day shannon had just now graduated from college the criminal justice and they went to a party and shannon ended up getting hit by a straight bullet while she was like right there next to chantelle she was just until um told her like until I got hit and Shannon was gone like she died so that incident and Chantel life really like triggered that dark cloud that she was just talking about Giselle it was traumatized and it yeah it, it was traumatized and it just took her to a whole another place where like my sister was bad as a bitch first of all you know what I mean smart okay. as a bitch like the whole past possession. <laughs> She ain't tried nothing but Lexus and she did she always man but you know like she was she was like on her shit like. All the guys always liked her, and I always looked up to her because she was so pretty. She always carried herself with class. She, um, you know, she was just everything to me. And then I seen what the depression did to her. Like, it turned her into like a whole nother person where I didn't even know the point. You know, when I had, um, like, I had kind of like got used to it just being there. Mm-hmm. But once I had moved out to Kansas and I came back, like that two years like gap I had took. Um, coming back to it and like actually seeing what the fuck was going on was like crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people like my mom, my sister, um, and other friends and foes or whatever, like they had given up on Chantel. They was like, oh, I don't have time for this and things like that. But like, I knew she was sick and I loved my sister and I wanted to be there for her. But I, was, I used to test her all the time, like she'd say, oh, fuck that shit, you know what I mean? Cause everything would like just trigger her and she'll be so hurt. And I'm like, Chantel, she, I mean, she knew she was depressed. Like she, yeah. she it was on paper, you know what I mean? Type shit. So, um, the, but you know, when she had passed away, people couldn't really quite understand. It was like, is Dante okay? Is Dante okay? I'm like, yo, I'm good. You know, I'm good, I'm good. I wasn't good. I wasn't good, but death is something that has almost became a norm to me. Like as a child, um, a lot of close people to me used to die. Like my cousin died when I was 16. Another one of my close friends died when I was 18. Like people that I was really close with. So like it almost, and 
made my mind think like nothing is really promised and people can go today or tomorrow and like I just became uh, accepted, you know? And I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, I became them so I accepted. But um, Chantel, I got issues and I know that, you know? But Chantel was like always that listening ear no matter how far it was. Like I'll listen to her too, but like I can talk to her about anything. She wouldn't judge me or none of that shit, you feel me? And like when she was, when she had left in the beginning, I was like, you know what? You know, it's the best place for God. I got this thing under control. She's at peace now. She's no longer fighting this thing. Like she good. And I felt her spirit and I knew she was, but at the same time, the selfish part of me wanted my sister. You feel me? Like I still want her here, you know? So um, I just, I celebrated. I celebrated her life. I, I actually, that's what motivated me to start school, finish school, like just get on my shit. You feel me? Like I used that energy. I used that hurt to like, just keep going. But it was one point, like I wasn't getting no sleep because I, I, I just had to stay busy, but that's how I, I coped with it and I dealt with it. Until the Christmas of 2019, <laughs> it was like, everything just hit me at once. Like, I would never forget. I had took the kids to their um, aunt house and they acting all bougie and shit. And you know, I'm like down to earth, I'm a free spirit. And I felt like it was all fake. And like my real, the real thing to me was my sister. It was Chantel and she was gone, you know what I mean? So yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't get jiggy with it, you know? And like that shit, bro, I like, Boo cool cried like on the ride home. Like I was like, oh my gosh. Like thinking about it now was so intense for me. Mm-hmm. But um But you have to feel that. You know what I'm saying? You have to. And you it's something to. only I could feel. And you know what? I from that 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 whole breakdown I had, it it relieved me. Yeah. It relieved you released me. Released all like, that anger, that pain, that hurt. Yeah. Cause I wasn't carrying my depression in my back. Mass was in my bag. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I was like, like it's there, but I'm not gonna go in there right now. You feel me? But the yeah. whole time that bitch like, hey motherfucker. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, once I like had that breakdown, I I felt free. You know, I'm yeah. like, okay. And I became of a substance to it. That's why I tell anybody it's okay to cry. Like for me, in my opinion, crying is not a weak emotion. I mean, like for us as far as like men, like, no, you're not gonna cry in front of somebody, but I feel like when I feel overwhelmed if I feel like I'm tired I make myself cry I will put on a status fucking song and I will cry my ass off because I, you have, you have to release know. those emotions but I want to I want to reflect on what you said and it kind of goes into what I said earlier about people being selfish um I know Chantel you know so me and Chantel have very much a lot of conversations and honestly uh <laughs> That's my bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My bitch. You, know, you gotta keep it. When you talk about, you guys just get gutter with it. <laughs> yes, that's my bitch. Like Chantel, like we, me and Chantel, we both have have mouths. Okay. Right. <laughs> she, like, okay. I, I would never forget. She used to be like, "Oh, you got a mouth on you. You ain't back down from nothing." That's a girl. Hell no. What you mean? But one thing she did teach me was to uh, never back down from anything. And never be scared to voice your opinion if it's right or wrong. But one thing she taught me was how to love myself too. Um, one thing about Chantel, like you said, people didn't understand it. They thought, okay, well, 
Shannon's going to get over it. No. This this woman watched her cousin get killed in front of her. Watched her cousin take her last breath. That was that detrimental. You know what I'm saying? They both was and that was her confidant. Like that was exactly her, was her, her best friend. Right. Yeah. So you pretty can't, much. You can't tell like and that's what I said. People be so selfish in their own world. Uh, what, what they got going on to say? Okay, well, Shannon's going to get over. Like no, no, she y'all didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Chantel saw that you know saying she she had to close her eyes when she go to sleep that's probably all she saw when right. she you know saying like you, you know that, that kind of trauma you don't know what that the trauma did to her and you know one thing I've witnessed a lot of people did judge her for everything that she was doing but at the same time she was hurt you know saying she she probably felt alone yes she had y'all but she probably felt alone and um that part right there like you I think also to you you probably made peace with it because you know you did right by your sister you didn't ignore her you know what i'm saying so when she did say call last breath she knew my brother had my back no matter what you know what i'm saying and you made peace with that i, I feel like a lot of people uh, when it comes to death like my aunts um i was close to both of them um my aunt deborah which is my mom's sister she raised me since I was a baby, like she stepped in, like she was like my kind of father figure in a sense, but as a woman. Um, my mom's mother died when she was 15. So my aunt took on that role as like, kind of like my grandmother in a sense, but she wore all the kind of different hats. And my aunt, she dealt with trauma in her life. She lost her mom. Uh, we all do. Yeah, she lost her mom. She lost a lot of people. Her, her son got killed. Be- and a lot of different things. And she fell into a deep depression. And I don't think a lot of people could be Giselle, not to interrupt you, but it could be something as slight as losing your fucking pet goldfish for some people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, who are we can't judge, you know? Yeah. Like, it's very much rare. It's very much allowed. The most important part is to fucking fight and to heal you know you and know that what? was one of I my things too. for Chantel I wanted her to win that battle yeah but you um, know what I can say with Chantel she, she she was trying to fight the, her last days I remember she was trying to fight you know what I'm saying she just lost her battle but yeah. Chantel went out with a bang she went out trying she did. and she made a statement and she had very much accomplishments even through you know look yeah. at me I'm one of them yeah. Class possessions out here, cute as a bitch, fly as a bitch, paid. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? You better know who raised me, baby. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of people, and I, I realize, like, for me, uh, my friends, I think, um, have kept me alive. And that sounds kind of bad, but it's not. Um, no, that's actually important when we talk about the person. You need a support team. Like, you if do. You don't have a people, lot of people don't have a support team. Right. A lot of right. people. When it, me, I, like me, I said, like, honestly, when I moved back to Chicago, like, I pushed a lot of people away from me out of my life, just from past, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people forget what they did in the past, what they said in the past. So for me, when I, when I moved back home and just on my journey on finding Giselle, um, I had pushed back from a lot of people. And a lot of people didn't realize they thought I was just being probably stuck up, bougie, or whatever the fuck they thought I was being. It's like, no, it's, no, no. this is for my peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? It's for me to become a better person. Um, Facts. And Facts sometimes, sometimes, you, sometimes you have to sit back and get yourself together and feel those emotions and go through that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, like, honestly, I know 
who I can go through my emotions with and who I can't go through my emotions with. If that makes sense. Um, it does. Me, I don't like. I don't like my misery. I don't like my misery having company. <laughs> so if I'm going through some shit, I like to go through it alone, so that way I can figure it out myself. In the sense of what's my next steps to get out of this, because I don't want to bring anyone else into my shit. Now, if it's a point where I just need some advice on, like, like some advice about to get my shit together, like, okay, bitch, get your shit together. Like, what the fuck is going on with you? Like, some hard, tough loving. Then, honestly, that's, that's when my auntie came into play. Like, um, they were nurturing, but at the same time, it was some, um, they were some tough bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was like them hood, but they was, like, like you said, Shinche was, they were like them hood, pretty women. You know Classy. what I'm saying? Classy, right, classy, right. <laughs> yeah, they was red too, okay? <laughs> um, but honestly, for me, with depression, anxiety, like I, I, I suffer from anxiety as well too, but not, not so much anymore. I feel like I'm working on it. Um, I'm the kind of person, I'm, I'm the kind of person, I don't want to stay there. I don't want to stay in my hurt. I want to heal. Like, my, one of my favorite artists is Janae Aiko. <laughs> And she's Hold on. up, before you get too far from anxiety, at what stage so far in your life do you think your anxiety was the worst? Because I remember mine. <laughs> at what stage? Ooh. At what stage? Just going to the store to get a bottle of water. People? People? Yeah. Just going to the store to get a bottle of water. <laughs> but no, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, what stage? Like, okay, I'll go first. So for me, it was very much from middle, from middle school to about 22, where like the slightest thing could just trigger me. You feel me? Like, and I'd be so irritated and I'd be so angry. And like all these emotions just start coming out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And like anxiety, that shit was the worst. But I came to realize that for a long time, I didn't accept myself for me. You feel me? Like, you know, I'm, I was living a different life. You know, I, I felt like, you know, being my mom's a preacher and my family is really, really big in the church and um, I'm a gay guy. So I go against everything that they raised me. You yeah. know, so like I was suffering and fighting my own demons and I used to just take it out on anybody. I felt like everybody was judging me and most likely people probably wasn't even worried about me. But I felt like, <laughs> what the fuck, you know what I mean? And I ain't no pussy, you know what I mean? Like, nigga, I'll fight you, whatever, whatever it takes. But, you know, I'm glad I healed from that. I healed from that. So that was my worst stage in my anxiety. It's like, now I get it from here and there. But, you know, I'll play some Janae or I'll just meditate, have a little talk with Jesus. You know, I'll just mine, I, I gotta <laughs> deal with it now. I see mine, I would say mine came in, my anxiety started like probably from 23 until now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, 23 into now because honestly, growing up, I didn't, I was one of the people, I didn't give a fuck what you thought about me. I was that bitch. Like, okay. bitch, you, you remember me and we was in Kansas. You remember how I was like, bitch, it, I, I don't give a fuck who you was. You could be the baddest bitch standing next to me. You could be, it, Beyonce could have been standing next to me. You weren't fucking with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you a bad bitch, too, but I'm a bad bitch, too. Like, that's the how I was. So, what's up? I think, think for me, where I fucked up at, I let too many people inside my head. I let too many people thoughts and opinions inside my head. And that kind of what fucked me up. 
and I had to find myself again. I had to go through this journey of self-love. Like, I've been celibate for an entire year because I had to learn how to love myself without sex, without certain things like that. And I think it's important to have me time to pour love back into yourself, to worship your own self because um, when you live life, like everyone's hurt in their own kind of way. Everyone is going to have an opinion and I think I let so many people, so many hurt people at that or people with in, in opinions inside of my mind because I, I, I've always been a free-spirited person. I, if something, if I like something, if something uh, is dope to me, I'm going to do that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and that's why you should surround yourself with. So you ever heard the quote like or the saying, um, if you hang around with five millionaires, you'll be the six? Yeah. You feel me? Like you have to be and very that's what I'm realizing. That's all, on the company that's you keep Honestly, moving back to Chicago, um, it's just a whole different environment here. You know what I'm saying? I was, I lived in a lot of different places because I always said I wanted to travel. And whether I was moving every other month, every other week, like, I don't have any kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now, I work from home. So if I want to move to Hawaii for a month and then move to North Carolina, as long as I got a stable income, it doesn't matter. But I let people inside my head. You know what I'm saying? And Sometimes it's easier said than done. I, I, I was always one of those. I was always a rebel. <laughs> I always went against what people said. Um, I don't know what happened. I got a little soft. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I have, but what I'm realizing, and I have to realize, I have to tap back in to an old part of myself that I wanted to erase so bad. Because as a kid, um, I was so hurt. You know what I'm saying? I was teased. I was ridiculed, all kind of shit, and people didn't people didn't want to acknowledge people people don't want to acknowledge the wrongdoings that they did in your life, and mm-hmm. I had to realize very quick at a young age, being twenty seven, that this is life. <laughs> and but you know what, Giselle, that right there, what you just now said, like I learned that lesson at a young age as well. Well, mm-hmm. we have the power. To you forgive, do. you know what I mean? And once you forgive that person genuinely, mm-hmm. you free yourself from it. You know what I mean? Like, even that person never, ever admits to their wrongdoing they did to you, or they act like, you know what I mean, you're tripping some shit. Like, once you forgive that person, you can grow. But if you hold on to things that happened to you in the past, then, like, that shit will just hold you down. Like, you do. Fucking energy suckers, you know? But you know what? It's weird. That's, that's the one thing that about me that I hate, like, a person can do me so wrong, and I, I literally forgive them instantly. I don't want to hold any anger towards a person. But one thing about me is I'm gonna forgive you off that. But but you don't have to deal it. with them exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, yeah. Like I move differently, and mm-hmm. if any of my old friends that or family, whoever, like, if I've cut you off, it's a reason why I cut you off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. it's, a, it's a reasoning behind everything. For me, I know I'm not perfect. I know I have my ways and my flaws. But one thing about me, I'm very vocal. And correct me if I'm wrong. You've been my friend for almost, what, eight some years? Yeah, we can't um, like, <laughs> okay. I'm telling my age. I'm telling my age now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing, I'm very vocal in my friendship. Any kind of relationship, I tell people how I feel. Um, so... If I tell you that I'm working on myself and I'm not perfect, and you know, I'm, and then too, I'm not opposed to apologizing either. 
like I said, I'm not perfect. I have my ways. I have my flaws and everything like that. But one thing about me in my life is if I feel like you're intentionally trying to hurt me, whether that's mentally or physically, I have to X you out of my life. No matter how close we are, no matter how much I love you, I'm going to still love you. I'm going to love you from Period. afar. I, I had to do this to my mom. Like from afar. Same, same goes for your parents. And I have yeah. to realize that too. Like a lot of my hurt stems from my parents. You know what I'm saying? Um, because, and I have to realize they hurt too. I feel like when you, when you, I, I feel like a part of growing and a part of growing and tuning into yourself is forgiving and understanding. Because a lot of our parents, people in our family suffer from depression and anxiety and they just don't want to admit it. They suffer from shit that happened to them as a kid they never let go. Um, whether somebody molested them, raped them, hurt them, cussed them out, teased them, whatever the case may be. A lot of that is depression and anxiety. Like, my father, he's never been in my life. He's been on drugs his entire life. You know what I'm saying? And I don't judge him. I don't even hate him. I don't have a relationship with him because it's this the person he is overall but I don't have any hard feelings towards him because you know I know his story you know he just don't have the power to overcome that hurt that depression whatever the case is um, see I think with my my situation speaking of parents mm-hmm. it was more so um my mom was ashamed of me and she wanted me to be weak I, I, I think she wanted me she wanted to hurt me like you said, some very hurtful things to me that could have took me to a depression if I was a weak-minded person. Right. You feel me? But I was never a weak-minded person. She just tell me, oh, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. I'm like, we're going to be in hell together drinking hot water. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> I always, like, I had, I knew that at a young age, like, the power, like, I'm not going to let you take me to that place. You feel me? Like, yeah. you got you to protect your energies. You got to, no matter what, because the devil will use the closest thing to you, baby, to, like, try to take you out or to hurt you you feel Seriously? me and if you allow me he will do it so like when i say like nigga i love me i love the fuck out of me and guess nobody else will ever love me the way i love me so like when we had went through that shit and i felt like my mom wasn't for me i had to cut her out you know what i mean i had to cut her off mind you i was like 19 i ain't have shit you know what i mean um thank god i had my cousin erica that um, she ended up moving to Richmond because Puffet's in the army and I stayed with her for a while. But like my mama literally like kicked all my shit off the fucking house. Like right clothes on the fucking porch and all this shit. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be good. Like I always knew I was going to be good no matter what. But now our relationship is like so healthy. She told me, she said, God told me I need to love you and accept you for you. Blase, blase, blase. I'm like, girl, I've been forgave you. You feel me? I was yeah. waiting for you to come around because I'm not, first of all, I'm, I'm worth it. You feel me? I'm I'm definitely have a lot to give. My love is genuine. My love is pure. And all that shit. So I'm like, I don't give a fuck what your head is or who you is. Like, goddamn, I'm that nigga too. You heard me. So goddamn, like, even I had forgiven her, I didn't, like, come begging or, and I just thank God, like, I had really good luck, like, with men. And, like, I, I didn't need her. As far as I I didn't need her. But, um, yeah, now our relationship is everything. We talk like though. almost every day. I feel like that's important though, but you know what? I feel like also too, probably 
y'all relationship healed because she lost her daughter. You know what I'm saying? She can No, it was before then. Oh, before it then? Before then. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was actually when I came back. But it was like, um, I think she was surprised because a lot of my family have they haven't really done shit. She feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like even though he gay, he is on this shit and like, look at him. Look at him. You know what I mean? So like she was proud of me. And then it's not I guess she figured like, okay, well, I'll just accept him for who he is, you know? But I mean, I, I don't I, feel like I'm no better. I never understood that. Like, <laughs> I think parents have like their own agenda for us, and but that's, when that's, they go, but I, I get that. But I think that's what, in, especially in the black community, that's where, like I said, as I was reflected on what I said earlier, everything we're talking about goes into depression and anxiety. What causes what causes depression and anxiety, like. To, oh, wow. to, to parents out there, like, yes, your job is to raise your kids, to, you know, put them on a path to be successful and blah, You have to let them be true to themselves as well, though. Exactly. You have to let them be it's true. It's not your life. At the same time, if your kids say, mom or dad, I'm going to go join the fucking circus. Well, bitch, you be probably great. be the baddest bitch in the circus. Before. You better, motherfucker. Like, I'm happy with your costumes and everything. Okay, seriously. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like, honestly, it's just speaking from a kid's perspective. Like, that's all I ever want my mom to do was just to acknowledge me in the sense of whatever I wanted to do. If I wanted to move to Missouri and be a stripper or whatever the case may be, as long as it was, wasn't was detrimental to me or putting me in harm's way, like, it's just the, the support. Like, everyone's not going to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever. I feel like um, if a person wants to be an artist or a musician, okay, well, baby, to be a musician, you got to put in those hours to be... Uh, entrepreneur, you gotta network. You gotta, you know, say so just different tools. Um, and it's so weird that she said that just now because you know I have two boys and my mm-hmm. boys are like the sun and the moon, like they're completely opposite, and that's okay. Like Jeremiah, Wait, I'm sorry, you say you have. I thought you were gay. I am, bitch. Don't play with me. <laughs> well, okay, for our listeners out there, <laughs> you, you, oh, have, you so have two sons, so can you explain everything? Maybe okay, so we have to do another episode on getting to know dogs. So basically, <laughs> yeah, I got two biological sons. They with me, I raised them and all that shit. You know what I mean? Before, well, I was always gay, but you know, I was on the DL and shit, and I'm a flash nigga. You know what I mean? So I ain't never had no problem getting nothing I wanted. You know what I mean? So when I was in that, I created two sons. Fast forward to today. It, I love it. I love it. Fast, yeah. fast forward to today. You know what I mean? Like they're like gay men. Like so Jeremiah is a stellar student. Like he gets scholar role all the time. He just wanna play video games and go to school and read books and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? DJ, he's I mean, he's a great student, he's a great kid as well. But as far as academic, he's not like that scholar role, but his social skills like he can deal with people he can make friends anywhere he go he's a great artist like he can draw anything he sees he's 12 year old now i think he'd be yeah, tracy yeah. but you know he 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 that nigga you know what i mean both mm-hmm. of my sons are but they're, they're like completely different but like dj um he's an artist matter of fact i think we should actually teach him on this episode like when his love first tracks or whatever so me the way i parent like I see my child like i want to see exactly what they want and i want them to be great at that i don't give a fuck what it is you feel me maybe like when i was younger i wanted to be a porn star but nobody everybody was like oh that's a bad thing you shouldn't do that but if i had a prayer like me like support me i've probably been a porn star and it would have been great for us but anyway you know <laughs> what i mean like i want to support my kids and whatever 
they do. Like, I do want them to go to college, though. Like, that's my only requirement because I feel like a lot of people learn life. Like, yeah, you're, you're my baby right now. You're under my umbrella and shit. But I want you to sample the world. And at least, you you know, you'll still be monitoring on all that. But I, that's I, the only I, thing I really, really want. I would say I would disagree. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it can be college. Art. College is not for everyone. I feel like it's, I don't know, I feel like it's like a tradition. Okay, well, uh, it's say you didn't go to college. Then, okay, it's mandatory for you to go to college. Now, if, if they want to, like, yeah, if they want to master their craft as far as one doing music and the other one, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But she said, I don't even speak on I don't even, I'm not even talking to her like that. I just want them to see, okay, I want them to, first of all, I want them to go out of state to school. Mm-hmm. And I want them to learn how to be on their own. You know what I mean? Like where a daddy and mommy and grandma and everybody, you can't just, you know, pop up like you have to experience life. Like we're a call away and all that shit, but she get to get out there. You know, I mean, I, I didn't go to college and I, I mean, I didn't go to college and I survived pretty good on my own when I left home. So did I. Well, so. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I but just uh, you can't relate because you don't have any kids right now. But you just you just want the best for me. And I do feel like because I look at my friends, you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. I went to high school with and the ones that actually went away to college and things like that. Even though you can say you can show anything on social media that shit, you know what I mean? You are ups and downs or whatever. But a lot of people that do and I don't know the statistics, but um I do feel like a lot of kids that come from where I come from that get up out this environment and like no, I, I definitely, something I definitely different. Agree. I definitely agree on moving outside your environment. That's what I did. I had an opportunity. I left south side of Chicago and moved, you know, to a different environment. But Francis, my cousin. Wait, so Virginia, yes, um, I mean. My cousin, she's an entrepreneur. She owns her own uh, lash and bra bar. She in Chicago. In Chicago, yes. <laughs> but see, my family real street. You feel me? Like a lot of the people I look up to is like big drug dealers and things like that. You know what I mean? They, they mm-hmm. risk life. They took a lot of risks. And it's so easy to like get caught up in that world because especially when you want this shit like, I spoil my kids, so they're going to always like nice shit. They're going to want nice shit. You feel me? And <laughs> daddy, you know, once you become a man, daddy, it's not going to just be handing out. But uncle, uncle might do. Yeah, you know I mean, cousin, you go mm-hmm. fuck with them. You can still get all that shit. And it's so easy because like, who the fuck want to work at Kroger? Oh, you know what I mean? Someone like that getting paid $10 an hour or $9 an hour. Like, no, baby, that's not a lifestyle. So yeah. I feel like I want to get my kids out of this environment. I get, that's why I, I say I mean. stress, like, going out of town to college. That's all I really, really want to go. So what if DJ, so what if DJ... Um, hey, catch the boom with the music he, now. Yeah, by the time he's 16, 17, and he gets time to a record deal. We're going to find him a backup plan. I'm like, are you going to do that, son? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is you're going to school. Age, I feel like it's, it's day and age. Like that's like Megan. Or like, not Megan even. Star, she is so hot right now. But that bitch also got what a journalist. Um, Jane, like she got other shit she can do. Yeah, too. she can call it, but college is not for everyone though. Like it, like mm-hmm. people say college. Like what about trades? You can do trades. Like what about barber college? What about merchant seamen? I know a lot of great artists. I mean, you know, saying artists, like the co- military is not an awful spot. You know, what I mean, for some people. No, that's what I'm saying. Like. College is like when you say college, I feel like it's so many different um ways you can um make it out the hood without going to college. Yeah. Whether it's a trade, like I know people 
um, who've done barber school, who, who got their barber license, um, esthetician license, you know what I'm saying, doing mm-hmm. eyelashes and brows and making bank off that shit. Uh, people mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. microblading like, is really treating too that's what I'm saying like it's many <laughs> different forms in my opinion I've just that's for me I was one of them people I never knew what I wanted to do with my life as far as college <laughs> like I didn't know what I wanted to do and I feel like that's why I got like sucked into this world I was always told well you, you need to go to college and you gotta do this no like I like doing videography I like doing photos and shit like I feel yeah. like if if a person has a passion about something, um, they have a passion about something. Okay, well, good at taking pictures. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook up this photographer so you can learn how to take pictures. You can learn how to do different um, shoot pictures with different lenses and different things like that. Like, there's so many different versatilities out here that you can do besides college. And I feel like that's true. Stuck in the in the mindset. Oh, I gotta go to college, and they'd be like. Stop saying college like that. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because I was one. I'm just saying for the people out there. I was one of them people that I was like in high school. You gotta go to college, bitch. I don't know what the fuck I want to do in college. Like I don't know what the fuck I want to do. I feel like honestly, I'm just now finding out what I wanted to do with my life. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, just let's get back on topic. (laughs) Honestly, um. I'm gonna say we was on topic because honestly, that all goes into how people become depressed and have anxiety with certain things. Uh, people oh. become depressed because they're forced to do things they don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? So it all goes hand in hand. This is one of them kind of subjects where it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And just many different um, examples that can be given on how people become depressed and have anxiety. Um, but no, seriously, like. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Life, life happens. But the most important thing is, like, we have to control our minds and take the power to, like, no matter what we're going through, like, be able to pull ourselves out of that. Whether it's forgiveness, or self-love, or being selfish, which is not an awful thing. You know what I mean? And like killing yourself first because we can be no good somebody. Like if we depressed or we're always anxious and suffering with anxiety and shit like that, we ain't doing no good for nobody else anyway. So sometimes we just take some time out, recoup, restart, recollect whatever the fuck you need to do as many times as you need to do it and then carry on. Honestly, for me, dealing with my depression and anxiety, I have to remove myself from what I was used to. You need to be um, selfish. Yeah, I had to get my own place. I moved to a whole different state, another state. <laughs> and it was crazy. Um, when I moved to a different state, I found a group of people that was just like me. <laughs> and you found, you found this beautiful friend. <laughs> yeah, I found you. <laughs> but no, like, I feel like that was a pivotal moment in my life. Like, I found me. I found the love inside of me. That, like, and I feel like people back home... They didn't understand that because um, they rooted and everything they know and everything like even shit that you don't let go of like some people still see you for things that you know that what I mean we're part not even right that there <laughs> that yeah. part right there They're when rooted. I moved back honestly when I moved back in two thousand and eighteen I moved back to Chicago in two thousand eighteen um, you know I. I can feel people's energies. And for me, I can feel, I can 
feel that people still saw me as the old version of myself and i know damn well i'll ch- i've changed you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so for me it put me in a deeper it, it put me into a depression because it's like damn like i had worked my ass off to change my ways and to you know just say things like that and y'all bitches black y'all need to right. see you know what i mean girl right but then i had to but then i had to realize too a lot of people are stuck in their own way a lot of people are going, are going to just be the same person until the day they die. They so for me, I'm a first kind of person. I evolve. I change. I know that. You know what I'm saying? And there's no sense of me backtracking or trying to... Pause. Forget all that about you said. <laughs> Only thing that I have to prove something to is Giselle motherfucking Cartier's outlaw. Okay? That's the only person Period. I have to prove something to. Harriet Pooh? is a non-motherfucking factor. So mm-hmm. my listeners out there, that goes for your parents, that goes for your siblings, that goes for your family, your friends, anybody. Don't You don't have to prove anything to no one but yourself. Like, if you know you've changed, if you know you've been working hard to be a better version of yourself, that's all that matters. Can't nobody tell you shit. You know what I'm saying? Because let me say something. Just from experience, people will try to defame your character. They will try to reflect the negative onto you but if you know in your heart of hearts that you've changed and you've grown as a person can't nobody tell you shit okay <laughs> can't nobody tell you shit. um so that's my advice so adjust your crown this yes is, okay my bad adjust you your good? crown and start your fucking day okay you're a great motherfucker and it's only one you there would never yeah. be another you hear me? You know, Adjust your fucking crown and start your day. We're going to kick depression's ass. We're going to kick anxiety's ass. Shit. And we're going to be some bad motherfuckers like we are. You know, you know what I mean? Also, too, um, just like certain coping methods. Like, I look at Rihanna, for instance. Rihanna's like, bitch, you know me. Rihanna's one of my idols. I've never had an idol in my entire life. Talking about Robin? Robin? Yes, Robin. Uh, Rihanna oh, Fenty Hunt. Yes. <laughs> That's my I bitch. Like, I, 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 I look up I to her. her. <laughs> I look up to her because just everything that she's been through, just her story. You know, saying she took the negatives and the bitch a billionaire. You know, saying she's one of the richest right. female artists in the world. Okay, is she still single? No, she's, she's marrying a, a white heard, billionaire. No, no, <laughs> they broke up. I heard she's in the ASAP Rocky now. Yes, but they've been fucking with each other. Right. But no, she's one of my favorite I idols because too, like too. she she just the definition of I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I'ma still be the baddest bitch. Like wearing her titties out just fashion, just she just You know one of my favorite quotes herself. What? Never said when I was in high school, I used to think she can beat me, but she can't beat be my outfit. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. baby, yes. I that shit. <laughs> she may be prettier than me, but she can never be my outfit. Yes, Period. and that, that confidence yes. right there. Life is all about confidence, and that's all I'm learning too. And finding yeah. your niche, like she yeah. is really the baddest, a the baddest of yeah. bitches, the the sexiest of man, the sexiest of woman. Be the most insecure. Let me tell you something to my BBWs out there, to my people who's not here with I got a thing for you, baby. I got a thing for you. I love me a BBW. So, my people that people have told them that they are ugly, that they wasn't good enough, baby, let me tell you something. You're beautiful, you're sexy, you're the best motherfucker, okay? You're unique. It's only one you. It's only one you, but let me tell you something. 
beauty is in the eye of the beholder okay it is like and you know what's so weird okay i'm sorry to hold like, on you so like, shut up you, you you keep talking over me Let, let's not be rude i feel like saying everything i need to be saying like i want to just jump on your conversation bitch like right now but go ahead i'm gonna let you talk first but don't go too far because you gotta I'm stay not, on that goddamn beauty out of the beholder yeah because beauty I, out of beholder so basically wow. no matter let me say something no matter what someone says like i've 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 came in contact with some of the baddest of bitches, some of the sexes of men, and they'd be the most insecurious. So, in my, how my mind is set up today <laughs> is, I don't give a fuck, like Rihanna said, I don't give a fuck how fine you is. Like, bitch, you got some kind of insecurity about yourself. Like, I feel like in, in, in today's society, if a person is bigger than you or they're ugly or whatever the case may be, um, people try to pick on that kind of person more because their insecurities is like you know um, right trying to get the light off their insecurities right and i realized like no baby <laughs> you're just as beautiful as the next person and so let me tell y'all something if somebody's bullying y'all or talking shit about y'all they're hurting themselves and they right. don't want to admit it so they reflect their pain onto you because they feel like your pain is on the outside and they can mask, they can hide their pain and on the inside, but you can't really hide your pain because you're basically on the outside or whatever. But let me say, but that's only their nobody, view. right? Can't nobody call you ugly. Like, bitch, let me say, I have met the ugliest people too, and they feel that they, they the baddest bitch. So, like, honestly, it's all about confidence, y'all. It's all about confidence, how you carry yourself. In the okay, so Giselle, are you familiar with um, Shamar? Shamar, Shamar, my car. He got a song, he got a song that's called, um. I need some discipline. Why he be like a pussy hole could never. But he got like, are you familiar with him though? Like, I'm saying yeah, he is. Yeah. Like, in my, okay, in my eyes, call me shallow, call me one, but he's not, I'm not attractive. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But like, he is so fucking confident and like, they're no ugly motherfucker. I mean, okay, I'll take that back. Shamar, if you're listening. Shamar be bagging. You know what I mean? Like, get his ass looking around like, what the you know what I mean? Let like, me I tell think you I'm something. Cute. Shamar is the epitome of self love. That, <laughs> that is a bad bitch, right? That's a bad there. Like, bitch. Like for real, for real. Yeah, nobody call him ugly. Bitch. Like he may be ugly to us. A pussy hoe could never. Exactly. It's all about confidence. A pussy hoe could never. It's all like about I said, like your uniqueness. Like it's on the one. Like he can't help how he was born. You exactly. know what I mean? But there's a that and he made yeah a positive. So right. So on that note, girl, I think we need to wrap tonight's segment up for the people, girl. Y'all get back to work, get to bed, go talk to your man or do something because I got to go. (laughs) What about you, G? (laughs) Well, I have a cold, so (laughs) I ass back to bed. (laughs) Much love, much love. Um, So we're going to actually extend this um, episode a little bit more. Uh, We're going to have a couple guests. Part two? Yeah, part two. Oh. <laughs> Probably have a couple of different people on here uh, to actually, you know, give us their uh, opinion on depression and anxiety and go a little bit more just, deeper into it. Just that I really feel like we should do an episode on selfishness because I feel <gasps> yeah. like selfishness have a bad reputation and sometimes it costs yeah. to be selfish, baby. Like, love yourself. Okay, do what the fuck makes you happy. Be selfish, you know, it's okay. Be looking out for that episode coming up, guys. (laughs) 
I love you guys. Don't forget to follow. Share, share, share. Like, subscribe, and listen to us on all social, not social media platforms. Listen to us on all podcast platforms. And yes, it's free. And I think it's Twitter's coming soon. I feel like uh, Bohemian Hipster Twitter is coming really soon. Most definitely. Big facts, big guys. Love you. I'm sleepy. Backwards, going backwards. Now I'm switching lights, tire marks on my heart. It don't be the same. Uh. Rest your weary heart, dry your teary eyes. I know you were scarred and torn apart inside. Tired, getting more tired as time.